first, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode may contain content of a graphic nature, including descriptions of physical and sexual violence against adults, children, and animals. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everyone. I'm Talia. And I'm Tanya. And together we are Crimes and Consequences, a true crime podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of Crimes and Consequences. I am Talia. And I'm Tanya. And together we are Crimes and Consequences, consequences. sometimes known as TNT. 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 And I would like to thank True Crime Daily for hosting us, for you, for all you watching us on True Crime Daily. And then also thank everybody who's listening to us on whatever their favorite podcast app is. You guys can hit the like or subscribe or whatever positive button there is. That would be awesome. That would be great. So I have a story I know you've never heard because I asked you about it. Right. It's, the, it's known as the Utah Cabin Murders. Utah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was just there. Yeah, you were. That's I was right. Just, just there for a show. It's the Tita family. Do you know about the Tita family? Never heard it. So let me give you the background on the Tita family. You have Rolf, not Ralph. Rolf. 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 They call him Ralph. Yes. I'm wrong. He was born in Germany, and he's 51 years old. He is married to Kay, and she is 49 years old. They met in the mid-60s. Fell in love, got married. They lived in Utah by Salt Lake City. And they really wanted to have a large family, and they, they were part of the LDS church. They tried for a couple years to have kids, and they couldn't conceive. So they ended up adopting a little girl named Lanai. I don't know. Named Lanai. Not Lanai. That is what we use as a screen. That's a patio. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Lanai. They moved from Utah, where the whole family was, to Texas by Houston. And Ralph ended up being a salesman. He was very successful at what he did. Then they, three years later, adopted a boy. His name was Sean. And 
They were very surprised because I believe they thought they were infertile. After they adopted Sean, two months later, Kay found out she was pregnant. Oh. And they ended up with a little girl they called Trisha. They're in Houston or around Houston and in Texas. But they sell their family in Utah. And they bought this cabin in Utah in Oakley. So that is north of Salt Lake City. Let me tell you about this cabin. It is two stories and it's set higher up. So below you could like there's pictures of firewood and stuff. So you gotta go upstairs to get enter the cabin. And it's not what you're thinking as far as a little cabin. It's a it's like a house. It's big. It's big. It is so isolated that they loved it. Is it like out in the mountain? Yes. Okay. There's rivers. Oh, sounds it's, beautiful. It's beautiful. In the winter, it takes two miles on a snowmobile to get to an area where you can have your car parked to get to town. Wow. So that's <laughs> Yeah. That's really isolated. Very, very. There are some other houses, but they're, you know, the further apart. It's not like there's a subdivision there or something. Every year, they would go for Christmas to this cabin, and they would host a Christmas party with their family. And like I said, their whole family is in and around Utah. And this was just a tradition that they had. So this is December 20th of 1990. Kay and her daughter, I'm sorry, Kay and her son, Sean, decided to go up early to the cabin and they brought some stuff and they met Claudia. Claudia is Kay's sister. They all go park the cars in that little parking area and they go on snowmobiles two miles and they have packages from everything they've brought for this Christmas. They're unloading the stuff that they brought from Texas. They have a dinner. And then Claudia decides she's going to stay the night. The very next day, Rolf brings Trisha, who's 16 now, and Lene to the cabin. They all meet. They go to town. They do some shopping. They end up setting up the Christmas tree. It's a big Christmas tree. They put up all the lights. They wrapped the presents. They put them under the tree. And then they decided to go to Beth Potts' house. Now, Beth Potts is 72. She is Kay's mom. Beth got into a car accident in 1983, and it caused some injuries that made her vision not so well, and it, it, she had a little trouble walking. That night, Sean decides to stay at his aunt Claudia's house, and the rest of them stay with Grandma, Grandma Potts. Okay. okay. The next day is December 22nd. The party's kind of split up. You have Rolf. He goes with Trisha, and they do some stuff in town. Then you have Lene, and 
Kay and Grandma Potts, they decide to go back to the cabin. And they had been to town earlier and got some more stuff. So they park, they get in the snowmobiles. Lene didn't have gloves and she's driving, there's two snowmobiles. She's driving one and then her mom Kay and Grandma Potts are on a second one and they're driving the two miles. They pull into wherever they park their snowmobiles and Lene can see a shadow in the bedroom upstairs. She thinks it might be her cousin, David, I think is his name, because more family is supposed to come. This is the big said, family get big, together, big right? family get together for Christmas. She tells her mom and grandma, my hands are really cold. I'm going to go warm them up under the water, under the sink, and then I'll help you bring stuff in. As she gets into the house, you have to walk upstairs, a set of stairs, because as I said, mm-hmm. there's, it's, it's two stories, but you've got to go up the stairs to get to the first, the first level. She gets there, she gets inside, and she sees this shadowy figure by the refrigerator and thinks, okay, this is some family member. To her surprise, this man with very frizzy hair wearing this sweatshirt comes out with a gun. Oh. And he puts it by her head. She's flipping Oh, terrified, I'm sure. Like, what the hell? She's flipping out. And she knows that Grandma Potts and Mom are right outside. outside. She is in, she's there. She's she's not screaming. Kay helps Grandma Potts up the stairs. As they enter the house, Kay sees her daughter with a gun to her head. And then another guy pops out, a second guy, and he has these very thick glasses. So who are the guys? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right now. The guy with the frizzy hair, his name is Vaughn Taylor. He was on parole for aggravated burglary or robbery. He had gotten out early and got released to a halfway house where he met this very lovely person named Edward Deli. Edward was in prison for arson. And because of their good behavior, they got Mm. to go to the halfway house. They were able to be released on December 14th. So this is one week earlier to go look for jobs. Well, guess what? They're not looking for jobs. They didn't come back. Well, yeah. They're casing they, cabins in they the woods. Just, yes. Well, spoiler alert. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> they, they end up hitchhiking, and Vaughn Taylor, 25, knew the area because his dad had a cabin out mm. that way. So they hitchhike out to Oakley. And again, that's north of Salt Lake City. They're out there. It's 20 degrees, by the way. How they're surviving, I don't really know, except they're breaking into other cabins. Mm. And ironically, Kay, when she first arrived there with Lene, and they had parked in that parking area I told you about, 
she saw Von Taylor. He was wearing jeans, tennis shoes, and what was described as a spring jacket. And she thought, he's never going to survive yeah, with that jacket right. on, right? And she asked if he needed any help, and he just scurried away. So that is who they are. That's about all I know about them is they met there. They had they absconded from the halfway house. Somehow they'd been surviving for over a week mm. in freezing, fucking cold, negative yeah. 20. Yeah. That's insane. Kay walks in. She's helping her mom up the stairs. She sees her daughter with a gun to her head. This guy comes out, and it's actually Ed Dolly who puts a gun to her head. He's the guy. Think of him as having the Coke bottle glasses. Okay. Kay says, whatever you want, take it. Whatever you, money, anything, take it. And then immediately, Von Taylor shoots her. Oh, my God. Shoots Kay? Shoots Kay with a forty-four. Oh, my God. She ended up being shot five (gasps) times. Oh, my God. In front of 20-year-old Lene. Now there's Grandma Potts. They go... And shoot Grandma Potts. Oh my. Grandma Potts tries to get up. They shoot her again. Oh my God. And Von Taylor says, the bitch won't die. And he shot her again. Wow. Poor Lene. Yeah. That's, I can only imagine the thoughts going through her head. Especially since the rest of her family. It's going to be there soon. Yes. They were behind. So Sean still was at his aunt Claudia's. But Trisha and Rolf were just doing some errands in town. And they were going to meet. They were maybe an hour or two behind running errands. The two killers take the body of Grandma Potts and Kay, and they move them out to this deck because they had this deck, and they cover them with snow. They have Lene go into a bedroom where they, like, they um, gagged her. And for some reason, Ed Deli decides to comfort her by bringing in the family dog. What? And so she's there, and she knows that her dad and her sister are going to be there sometime soon. Eventually, she hears a snowmobile approach. I can't imagine how terrified. I mean, you're not only terrified for yourself. But and you've just you have seen, no way to stop. Yeah, you have no way know. to stop it. You've just seen your mom and your grandmother killed in front of you, and you know your other family members coming. I mean, I would be so terrified. I, I'd be paralyzed with fear. I. What do you do? You just sit can't, there. There's nothing yeah, you there's can nothing do. You can do. There's nothing you you can do. Eventually, her dad 
walks in with Trisha, 16-year-old Trisha. And he sees them. He sees Lene. She's brought out. For some reason, she's not in the bedroom now. And he can just see by the look in her eyes, there was something in him that said he just knew his wife and his mother-in-law were dead. That's how it was described. There was a look in his face. He says to these intruders, do you want my money? And I'll give you my money. And they're basically like, yes. So he ends up turning over $105. Then Von Taylor orders Ed Deli to shoot Rolf. And Von Deli, or sorry, Von Deli. Yeah. Ed Deli, he's holding the gun and he's shaking and he, he can't do it. So Von Taylor is like, fuck this. And he takes a gun and he holds it to Rolf's head and he shoots and it's just click. Just a click. Oh my God, how terrifying. Like, oh my God. I don't know what kind of gun it was. Yeah. But, right. Something. Well, I do know it was a bird shot gun, but I don't know how it works. I don't right. know. Is, I, don't, I don't know. Click. Doesn't work again. Oh my God. Third time, right in the face. No. He gets shot. And he falls down. Rolf falls down. And he's just laying there. Trisha's hysterical, screaming. Lene's screaming. At this point, Lene has witnessed three members of her family shot. The men decide they, they're ready to go. What they really wanted, Tanya, was they wanted a car. So they wanted the girls to get on a snowmobile and bring them to the Lincoln town car that was parked. But before they left the house, they decided to take gasoline, because there was a lot of gasoline there for the snowmobiles. Mm -hmm. And they poured it around the house, and they poured some on Rolf. Oh. They didn't light him on fire, but they started some fires other places in the house. And they made the girls get on the snowmobiles, each girl with a different guy, and drive to the parking area, two miles. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. While the girls are driving, when they get to the parking area, they come across their uncle, Randy. Oh, no. Randy sees them with two guys, younger, 25, 21. He doesn't really know what's going on, but he's like, heck. Waving, hey. And these girls were really smart. They pretended they didn't know Randy because they were afraid if Vaughn Taylor and Ed Deli knew that that was their uncle, he would kill Randy. Right. I would have thought that. Wait. So, like, um, they ignore Randy. As they're not, at this point, they're not actually at the parking. They get to the parking lot, and then they see Uncle Randy again. Uncle Randy's like, hey. Oh, come on, Uncle Randy. Get a clue. <laughs> hey, girls. Well, he did get a clue. Yeah. Because, again, they acted like they didn't know who Uncle Randy was. And the guys, the murderers, asked them, who is this guy? Like, he's waving yeah. to you. And they're both, we don't know. We don't know, but Uncle Randy realized right then and there, okay, something, this is off. Right. right. I I get teens ignoring uncool Uncle Randy. Yeah. But this, (laughs) but this is ridiculous. He didn't know what to do. So he's still at the parking area in his snowmobile and he's getting ready to leave. The girls ended up getting into the Lincoln town car with the perpetrators. They take off, and about less than one minute later, a man, another man shows up. And, like, you got to go down a mountain on the snowmobile to get to this parking area. The man shows up. Randy sees him. This man is not dressed appropriately. He's not wearing winter clothes. He's got blood sickles. What? It's negative 20 degrees. Hmm. And his eyes are almost swollen shut. His, he's covered with blood. And it's Rolf. <gasps> are you kidding I'm me? I'm not kidding. Oh, my God. He survived. Holy shit. I was not expecting that. I know. I wasn't either when I research the story wow wow rolf had been shot with a bird shot in the face and something i didn't say before is they had poured gasoline on him he played dead they came back and shot him one more time in the back of the head. oh my god and he still played dead that is amazing then the house is on fire he Gets up and he catches on fire his snowmobile outfit, mm-hmm. his snowmobile suit. He goes into the shower, takes it off, 
part of the snowmobile suit melted on his skin. Ooh, ooh. Then he runs to the snowmobile, can barely see, oh my God. goes down two miles down a mountain. Oh, my God. And bumps into his brother. Yeah. Holy shit. All to save his girls. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. That is, that just goes to show you the will to live. Like, it's incredible. We've heard some crazy stories about people who survive stuff. And, oh, my God. I got goosebumps. And uh, bird shots are little pellets. Yeah. But. Right in your face? They can kill, they can kill you. Yes. And he had them in his face and in the back of his head. Oh, my God. Wow. But the adrenaline. Yeah, that's true. It's the adrenaline. Ralph sees his brother, realizes something is all crazy going on. Ralph tells Randy, the girls, they, they've been kidnapped. Uh, Ralph takes, sorry, Randy takes Ralph. And he has to carry him into his car because he has a car at the parking mm-hmm. area. And they had some sort of archaic cell phone. And I'm, I'm thinking it's one of those. Like big giant ones? Big giant ones. Like in the case. It's 1990. This is 1990. Yeah, it had to have been. But they're in the mountains. Yeah, that's So the true. service. Oh. Yeah, there's no service. You can't even get service at my house. <laughs> Not even today. Time. Yeah, today. Yeah, there's probably three satellites for all the cells, cell uh, phones, but I mean, I'm joking, but yeah. Ralph ends up trying and does get a hold of 911, explains what's going on and says, I need a helicopter for my brother ASAP. And there's this Lincoln Town car that you need to find. Mm. As he's describing all this, the phone goes dead. Oh, no. No. Ralph has to drive to the nearest gas station. You mean? I'm sorry. I keep saying, first of all, it's not Ralph. No, it's Ralph. It's, it's Randy. Ralph. It's a Randy it's driving, right? It's Ralph to begin with. It's yeah. Ralph. Ralph. Like Rudolph. Yes. Ralph. I knew I would do that. <laughs> it's okay. No, I always, I do that. Randy's driving. He drives to the nearest gas station. He uses a pay phone calls them and tells them what's going on. The police are now on the lookout Mm. for this town car. And Ralph is critical condition. The sisters, meanwhile, are stuck with these guys. And they tell the sisters they're going to take them to New York. Then they'll release them. What? From Utah Utah? to New York? Right. We're going to drive to New York. They're, th- these sisters know this, this is your face. Mm. No. These sisters know this is, this is not going to end well. Right. It can't, right? There's nothing they can do. But they keep trying to think of a plan. But what do you do? You're in the car. I don't know. With two crazies. Right. And you're in shock. They ended up just complying while they're in the car. Vaughn Taylor takes out a knife and he says to them, don't worry, I'm just as good with a knife as I am with a gun. 
And Trisha smirks and says, you sure you are? She's 16. <laughs> yeah. She's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, man. She can't help but talk back. Oh, uh, I'd be on fire. Oh. Yeah. So they're going to go to New York. Um, and then they were told, once we get to New York, we will give you tickets to fly back sure to your you home. Will. Lene says, I don't have a home now. You've taken everything away and everybody away. And the house has yeah. been put on fire. Yeah. Where's she going to go? She thinks her parents are dead. Mm-hmm. Right? She thinks her grandmother's mm-hmm. dead. dead. And the, the cabin. Yeah, the cabins. Burned. There's a bolo out. Be on the lookout for this car. Eventually, a police officer... About 40 miles, I believe it was about 40 miles away, sees it. They're driving, he's driving past the car, and he does a U-turn, and the guys realize, oh, shit, they're onto us. So there's a high-speed chase. There's a, the police end up doing a barrier on the road. Mm. They go right through it. Wow. Then there's a bit of a shootout, and the police end up shooting one of the tires, and the car goes down at the embankment. There's these girls, when they actually, like, peek up out the window, they see, I don't know how many, dozens of police officers pointing the gun at them and at Von Taylor and at Ed Deli. Von Taylor's like, we're going to die. And I think he was getting ready for a massive shootout. Mm -hmm. And Ed Deli is... I'm not. He doesn't want to die. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to die. Today. I'm not prepared to do this just yet. And basically, they surrendered. The girls get taken to safety. They get to see their dad in the hospital. Oh He's had to have multiple surgeries. The police go to the cabin. When they enter the cabin, it hadn't burned to the ground. They described it as looking like a war zone. There was blood on the stairway from when Grandma Potts and Kay had been shot. Mm. There were bullets that had penetrated through the stairs. Bullets was the spring all over. And they they said it smelled like burnt hair. But this is what's really interesting. Those two men, Dolly and Taylor, they'd been inside that cabin for a while. Remember I had said that the Titas had been gone overnight. Oh, that's right. When the police got there, they realized that Vaughn Taylor and Ed Dolly had helped themselves to food, had some pops, Opened up the Christmas presents. They did? Mm-hmm. I was trying to see if there's anything good, probably. Oh, they've, is there, there's a video. We're going to play that wow. video right now. I don't know. Okay. I don't think I got all of this. I don't know. How am I supposed to find out? 
What is it? Baseball card. Okay. Let's see a couple of them. Show them this way. Turn them this way. As you see in the video, they are smiling, opening up presents, saying, oh, who it's for. I can't believe they taped it. They taped it on the family's video camera. What? Why? I think they thought that if they burn the house down. Mm, it would be destroyed. But so why matter? videotape it if you're just not going to ever be seen? I know, just sticking around? What? Why yeah. video it? It was. They were having fun. They had been in that house for nobody knows how long, helping themselves, eating the food, opening mm -hmm. the Christmas presents. Eventually, obviously, they get arrested. Vaughn Taylor gets charged with two counts of murder, one count of attempted murder, two counts of kidnapping, arson. He's facing the death penalty. So he, take, he takes a plea. In the plea. Are you ready for this? Oh, no. Am I going to be pissed? No. Okay. No, you're, no, you're not. You're going to okay. like this. Okay. He agrees to plead guilty to two counts of premeditated murder, as long as the rest of the charges are dropped. Seriously? So he goes for sentencing. Guess what he gets? The death penalty. He got the death. What a dumbass. He got death. <laughs> what a dumbass. <laughs> Why would you plead guilty, plead guilty to first degree murder? Two. Yeah, counts. two. Not very bright. I'm, I'm guessing he is not very bright. Like, okay, as long as you get rid of the minor as opposed to murder. Not that arson's minor, but when you look at it in comparison to a first-degree murder charge, it's minor, right? It if doesn't you're carry death guilt, penalty if you're sentencing. Gonna plead, if you're going to plead guilty, Dude, two then seconds. Make it life, that or life trade, trade the death penalty for something. What a dumbass. Well, I'm happy he did that. Okay. Ed Dully chose to go before a jury. Because in the end, he, remember, he couldn't pull the trigger on Rolf. And he didn't kill Kay and Beth. Right? We already have somebody who pleaded guilty to it. But it, right. You know. So he took a risk. He got convicted of second degree murder. He ended up getting life with a chance of parole. I believe after 52 years. Don't oh, quote me on that. Oh, damn. It was a lot of years. He was only 21. Yeah. In 2001, so this happened in 1990. In 2001, he wrote Lene a letter. He did. He did. And he said, I'm not the same man I once was. I've, I've changed. I mean, and like I said, see, you are all like, no, I'm a fuck hard him. ass. Yeah, fuck, fuck him. him. I don't care. You can tell me I've changed. No, no. But I he don't... was only 21. I don't care. <laughs> and now he's a man in his 40s. Yeah, I get it. He wrote her and said, I'm not the same person I once was. He was very apologetic. She read it and she kept it for 
nine years and read it, she said, maybe a dozen times, maybe a couple dozen times. Ten years later, she wrote him back and she told him she forgave him. Wow. I'm always amazed at people who forgive the killers of family members or maybe they're victims of, you know, rape or something, but I'm always amazed. Like I'm not, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I'm, I don't know. It's, it's. She said it was, it was a relief off of her chest to accept it. Now I could go into Von Taylor. If you think he wrote some sweet letter. No, no, no. He appealed and he appealed. And at one point it, uh, he actually won mm. for ineffective counsel. However, the Supreme Court ended up, after another appeal, reinstating death. And mm-hmm. so he's in Utah, but he's still, he's still alive. Rolf ended up making a full recovery. Wow. He got married, remarried. I believe he married Hayes' close friend. But you can see how they could bond oh, over sure. that. He did die of pancreatic cancer oh. in 2008. Oh. And both the girls described him as being their hero. Oh, really? Well, yeah. Oh. They said he was all, um, one of the daughters said he was always my hero, but now it's a hero with an exclamation. Oh, he's like a superhero. As far as the cabin, instead of, forgetting about it because of the horrible memories, they remodeled it. And it's a place that they, the whole family goes to. Oh, and it, <laughs> oh, I got goosebumps too. And I know, I, I'm I like, know. oh. And they have family gatherings oh. and it's Tita's Tranquility. That's what they, they call it. it. Mm-hmm. And that's where the family meets. And they said it's a very peaceful place that they just try to think of good things. And oh, that's pretty much everybody is such a bigger person than I think I, know, I would ever be. I know. I mean, I don't know. I'm like, oh, this is mm. just a. I mean, that's a that's a lovely ending that you know they can move on and at least turn you know a place where such horrible things happen. Try to celebrate their family and celebrate the lives that they do have, and you know that's nice. I, I when I was doing this research, I read something that I thought was really interesting that I just wanted to bring up during. The sentencing phase for Von Taylor. Ralph, Rolf got to talk. We did. Von Taylor didn't know Rolf was alive. He didn't? How is that possible? How do you not know? I don't know. Maybe, wow. Maybe that's part of the ineffective counsel. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, you think you'd be like, I mean, he's being charged with attempted murder. So who did he think? I don't know. There was multiple. He's, he's apparently art- he's not very bright, so I'm not surprised. There were multiple articles. If it was just one, wow. I would be like, mm. but multiple articles said he was shocked. I bet. And Rolf said it was very cathartic to be able to testify and have him see his face, and he still had the oh. marks, you know, from the gun. But yeah. again, he made a full recovery. Good for him. Wow, this was a wild roller coaster of a story. Man, so tragic, but Rolf survived, and wow. That was an amazing part of that story. I can't How believe How crazy he, is that? No, I just, 
and you can like okay he survived can you imagine what he was thinking too like laying there like his daughters are being Playing taken away dead. like yeah like you can't just get up and like grab them and try to stop them like okay he's think he's probably like racing thoughts like what am i gonna do you know crazy it ended up being that Kay was shot a total of five times oh. i believe it was with a 44 and she got it was a wound to her shoulder that ended up killing her she'd been shot in the shoulder the chest i don't remember but i think the one on their shoulder was so close to her heart that it, and mm. that's the one that they ended that ended up killing really? her, but she was shot five times wow well thanks for that Leah. that was just a crazy that's, story yeah and bless the family yeah i hope being better have... people than you and i oh my god yeah they're way better people than i would ever be so anyway that's it um want to thank everybody for taking the time to watch us on true crime daily or listen to us on your favorite podcast and once again say something nice you don't have to be mean right people don't have to be mean you don't have to but people enjoy it so <laughs> i mean i don't but she's a really nice person Tanya's a really nice person Am I? thank you you are thank you thank you i'm okay <laughs> you're a really nice person I'm, too. i'm okay she is too you guys can find us at crimesofconsequences.com we also have a patreon page patreon.com and it's slash t n t like the letters crimes tnt crimes and if you go to patreon you will see you will get access to what's it say one trillion now mm-hmm, one yep. trillion episodes a bazillion they are only exclusively released to our Patreon members. They're ad-free. It's a small subscription fee. You can also you also get episodes like this uh, released early and ad-free. In addition, if you are on Apple, you can just uh, Apple Podcast. So easy. Subscribe. It's done, and you get the same unreleased episodes that, that are private doing that mm-hmm. if you go to our website crimesconsequences.com you get our merchandise some pretty good ones i gotta admit check it out dead inside that one's my favorite i hate people what that's my we... second favorite what the fuck tanya yeah that's my lots favorite of good stuff out there it's a pisser it's a pisser because mm-hmm. we say that a lot about life right? and these cases these, these, yeah these cases are all these cases are sad tanya and i we talk lighter about it because if when you go and do this, if you get too deep into it, nobody wants to watch me cry. No. No, you don't want to watch me cry. No. So this is how we cope. You guys can all cope your own way. This is how we cope. All right. Well, That's thank it. you so much. And until our next episode. Don't kill each other. Bye. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.